This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you learn to be resourceful, find quick and clever ways to overcome life's challenges, and guess what? Achieve more with less. Use what you have to get where you're trying to go. Learn to do difficult. And for excuses, get rid of them. I mean, all of them. They're dead to me. Let's go. Before we get started, I need your help. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, review, and share. You really like the show? Want to put your money where your mouth is? Click donate. I would love the support. Okay, so making sense of the world. Humane Tech has a ledger. Humane Tech is the company that wrote the or made the movie The Social Dilemma. And I mentioned it a little bit in a couple episodes. So this is a continuation of that. And they talk about, we went over all the reasons why they said that you should consider how social media affects you. And just to recap a little bit in case you haven't listened to those episodes, this episode first is going to be about making sense of the world. It's going to be pretty short, but I think it's super timely. And the recap is under immense pressure to prioritize engagement and growth, technology platforms, aka social media, have created a race for human attention that's unleashed invisible harms to society. Here are some of the costs that are showing up on their balance sheets. We hope these factoids, each supported by a citation, help to advance your work. Please share with others who might also find them helpful. Why am I sharing this? First off, I quit social media eight or nine years ago, whatever, 10 years ago. And I didn't have any of these tools to help me understand why I quit or how it's affecting me. Whether you quit or not, honestly, is really not my decision. And I don't feel like you should feel guilty if you don't quit or anything like that. But I really do think that you should think about, I quit, so I'm only telling you why I quit. And I teach people from the stance of of which I live my life. So keep that in mind. So if you don't want to quit, then filter this through um, the, the lens of you figuring out how social media is affecting you and people around you. With that being said, how is it affecting your business? When does it benefit you? When doesn't it? How do you feel? How do you engage with it? How do you interact? And I think we need to all ask that question. So this uh, is at humanetech.com. It's ledger.humanetech.com. So it's called Making Sense of the World. Misinformation, conspiracy theories, and fake news. This is one of the attention grabbers that's on social media so you have to understand especially like i'm reading a lot of books about the history of media the history of information news misinformation and how we actually gather or conclude how um, how do we make conclusions that something is true so repetition has a huge part to play with that whether it's true or not 80 to 90 percent of where you end up in life is first in your mind. Those thoughts you have determine your behavior, your emotions, how you spend your time and the actions that'll follow. So it it does make a lot more sense. Now, I'm actually a proponent of free speech. I wanna make that extremely clear. So I still want, I feel like there's a delicate balance here. I would like to have free speech, but I also would like to have 
things to be fact-checked and for their, for people to understand the system at which we arrive at the truth because some things we can declare truth that are not truth. It's just like we can both see the same scenario and arrive at different conclusions from the same scenario. So why it matters, a broken information ecology undermines our ability to understand and act on complex global challenges from climate change to COVID-19. Evidence, 64% of all extremist group joins are due to our recommendation tools. Like, hey, you would like that. Recommend that. Imagine if social media recommended all of our food. That would be very dangerous because what I might want to eat one day, like a cheat day, it's not what I want to have the next day. Or if I had a cheat week, or maybe you just had a cheat life. Okay, our recommendation systems grow the problem. Noted an internal Facebook presentation in 2016. Yet, repeated attempts to counteract this has have been repeatedly ignored, diluted, or deliberately shut down by senior Facebook officers, according to a 2020 Wall Street investigation, Wall Street Journal investigation. In 2018, Facebook managers told employees the company's priorities were shifting away from societal good to individual value. So what's interesting about this is Facebook knows that they're a problem. But what they're saying is, why should we care? You ever see a problem in your life and you're like, yeah, but why should I care? Why? And that's what Facebook is saying. There is just too much money to be made. There's too much money to be made. So individual value is very interesting because you can really, really insulate yourself with all the things that you want to believe are true on Facebook, on any platform. You can do all your favorite things. And when this stuff regurgitates back to you, first is feeding things that you naturally like. We get more of things we naturally like. We have an appetite for them, which means that now you actually crave that. And it's weird to not have it. You're starving yourself when you don't have it. We all know what hangry feels like. Doesn't work. Doesn't last too long. Okay. Six times faster. Fake news spreads six times faster than true news. I know what they're talking about here because when I have super positive podcasts and I'm like, yeah, be a better you. You can do it. And it's like, oh, okay. 30 plays. Then I'm like, let's say it's like, (laughs) Stimulus checks. I guess that's kind of positive. I don't know. Something else like Gabrielle Union. We're not saying that's not positive, but just it comes off salacious. And so it's like, let me click on that. But it's like you are your top news in some ways. And if you really focus on you and what you're accountable and responsible for, you're going to navigate life a little bit different. But I did make the podcast, so no hypocrisy here. I'm just I'm just saying I understand. I notice it as well, where I'm like, wow, I thought that was going to be a really impactful episode. Touche. Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe my future self will thank me that I made it today. Who knows? Okay, but some things are in my heart and I have to make them. Okay, so six times faster. Fake news spreads six times faster than true news. According to researchers, this is because fake news grabs our attention more than authentic news. You can do it. She said you was what? Yeah, yeah. Fake news items usually have a higher emotional content and contain unexpected information, which inevitably means that they will be shared and reposted more often. Uh, No surprise there. Reading a fake news site item even once increases the chances of a reader judging that it is true when 
they next encounter it. Even when the news item has been labeled as suspect as suspect by fact checkers or is counter to the reader's own political standpoint. I want to take a tip, like a, a pause right there. I don't think reading news counter to your political standpoint is wrong. I actually encourage us to read all kinds of diverse news, um, even if you don't believe it, even if it's never going to change your values, because you have to understand you live in a world and we interact with people. So even if I disagree with something, I mean, like would stand for my beliefs to the death, I would not think it's wise to only insulate myself with views I believe. I think it's important to have uh, pillars in your life that help encourage you to continue your values. But I actually think if it's true, it's just true. It it should have no agenda because the truth will set you free. So I, I think... I just want to say that I think it is important to read things. However, we're talking about fake news. So they're saying you have a truth radar and you're listening to that truth. And then with the fake news, even when you know, it's like, uh, that seems a little fishy. You still will think you won't investigate it. I think that's the weird thing about fake news is I see people who spread it faster than they would investigate. I have read fake news before and then I fall down the rabbit hole of reading it, looking it up, and I start to see inconsistencies, breaks and patterns. And then maybe I'll get a book about it to say, hmm, why is this popular? I did notice that a long time ago where I would see things spread really fast. I didn't understand it then. I mean, I, I also wasn't on social media and or I would have a conversation with someone and I would use a phrase and that phrase was like polarized in a certain area and I would have no idea. Because I wasn't on social media, so I didn't mean it that way. The big group of people meant it. Um, So it was very interesting to see how people associate you. When you use a certain words and you're like, like I said, I like freedom of speech. They might assume I'm with a certain group. No, I'm basically saying I just want to be able to podcast and say my ideas. And I support for other people to do that. I don't think freedom of speech means I support violence. That's not what I'm saying, but I now know that some people interpret it that way, is that I'm a truth truther, and I'm not saying that either. I want to hear the truth, like like the way it's defined in the dictionary. I'm talking about the old, old dictionary. Let's just go back to that, because I don't know how we're defining it these new ways. So the other part is that you view it as truth. So fake news, let's just, let's go get away from news news for a second and look at your actual life. How likely are you to believe something that is not true about yourself and believe it as truth the second time you hear it. You're stupid. You're not smart. The first time you hear it, you think, oh, well, maybe. Second time you're like, I must be stupid. Well, you're not. Okay. Even if you have some challenges or a learning disability, it doesn't make people stupid. I never understood that. When it's like, I I don't know, I've seen people with challenges and disabilities do miraculous things. And sometimes the miraculous thing is just that they decide to be themselves. I think we as people have much more power impacting others by being true to ourselves and allowing that we connect with people that way. So I really do think it's much more important than that. Um, But think about the fake news that you want to believe in your life, about yourself, about your marriage, about your kids, about your friends, or that your friends spew to you. I actually think that, I personally think that 
the more attractive fake news is. I'm not saying that you're not gonna like click on it because sometimes they get you, you like cookies. Why would you recommend this? And then you're like, wait a minute. And then you, you know, I tend to fall down rabbit holes all the time. So cookies recommends the weirdest things to me because of a rabbit hole I fell down. I've read a book, I did this. And I tend to find that after doing that and noticing patterns using critical thinking, you're able to start to see patterns, even if you don't get it right away. Some things I'm a little naive in, but if you don't get it right away, that's okay. Because if you have a system or process for vetting the truth, you will arrive at the conclusion. And I also find that sometimes for me, experiencing a lot of racism and a lot of assumptions about myself and stereotypes and mistreatments, sometimes I draw a conclusion a little bit slower because I've had so many assumptions about me or mistreatments about me. Even though, you know, you can call a spade a spade. You should be able to call a spade a spade. Sometimes that doesn't happen for me because of what things have been judged about me. So your experiences can affect maybe how you apply your critical thinking process. But at the end of the day, you should want to arrive at truth because the fake news doesn't just affect you and how you view news. It affects how you treat everyone around you. It affects how you see yourself in the mirror. And to me, that is the most dangerous thing. It also, it because it can appear true when you come back to it, you have to start vetting out a system to filter it through so that when you come back through it, you're going to inspect it you're gonna pick it up you're gonna see you know it's like getting a package from what is it like amazon and you're like "Ooh, these are gonna be amazing and you open it up and like the thread is coming apart and i don't know it's like gum stuck to it you're just like no i don't want this take it back because it's not true to to what they sold you you know or you open it up and you smell a chemical and it's like organic it says organic made in the usa and you get it and you're like okay why does it smell like formaldehyde like seriously no like wait and then, and then you're thinking is formaldehyde organic oh it must be like no <laughs> go look that up okay read some reviews look at some other like check yourself don't just ignore and devalue things that you have you know, and even if you have a negative thought, my negative thoughts, I check them. Hmm, why am I feeling that way? What does that mean? Where did I hear that? Where did I get that? Did I create this? Did someone hand it to me? I start to vet those things because they do have power. Okay, so this was much more like in depth than I thought, but I think I'm here for it. Are you here? Let's stay here. Let's get some digging done. And here's the thing we can't control other people. We can't, we can only control ourselves. And we only decide to have habits that could be contagious or inspire people to do other work. And that's the hardest part about everything. So you really can't control anyone. And um, and it's beautiful to not control people. And for them to arrive at the truth themselves. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay. So let's get back to it. My phone keeps like cutting off as I'm trying to like record. Okay. So psychological mechanisms such as these twin with the speed at which fake news travels highlights our vulnerability, demonstrating how we can easily be manipulated by anyone planning fake news or using bots to spread their own viewpoints. Can you imagine that you're getting deceived by a robot? It's not even like real. Like it's not even real, but it's telling you what to believe about yourself, your environment. And I think you can have fake news for a good cause. Yes, there's fake news. It's everywhere. You have to have a system for vetting truth because after all, I think fake news has gone uh, just an addiction to lie. I think 
the addiction to lie. We have the filters. We have this. It's like it's gotten so out of control from, from my perspective that it's almost as if the desire for truth is starting to wane. It's just too quiet. It's not as entertaining. It's not as fun. And it's truth is very simple. Fake news is complex. You know, lies are complex and you have to find them. And There's this thing and it can be a form of entertainment. And I think it's something that can be really dangerous. Really dangerous. I mean, I think the truth can be hurtful and sometimes we don't want to deal with it. But when you deal with it, I've never dealt with the truth and like felt trapped. I mean, I guess I was like, I guess you could deal with the truth and feel a little trapped, meaning like, yeah, you killed somebody and now you're in a sale and it's small and you feel trapped. I can see that, you know, physical trapment, but I think inside there should be a freedom. You know, they can't take your insides away unless they're harvesting. Okay, not the point. All right, 45% of tweets about coronavirus are from bots. What? This is crazy. So you're retweeting bots. Yeah, a robot's going viral. First off, like, who's making these bots? Spreading fake information. According to research from the Carnegie Mellon, or Milan, not even sure how to say that, university, as an analysis of more than 200 million tweets created since January 2020 indicates more than 100 false narratives. So is Twitter responsible for that? Are they able to fact check if it's a bot or not? I think this is an interesting thought because information has influence and influence decides where you go including conspiracy theories that hospitals are full of mannequins what are they just kidding i'm just kidding i'm really just kidding okay before you like i would (laughs) yeah researchers note that these posts appear to be aimed at sowing division within america commenting we do know that it looks like a propaganda machine Okay. As the pandemic develops, there has been a significant increase in posting fake news, false information, even among human users due to the algorithms underlying social media platforms. Researchers know that people naturally repost messages on the basis of their popularity rather than their accuracy. Fact checking has been unable to keep pace. Such false information is particularly dangerous because as noted, it tends to be retained for a long time, irrespective of fact correction. This goes to so many facets of our life. What are you? What stories are you believing about yourself, your family, what happened to you, what's your future? And your idea in relationship with the truth is really going to tell you how much fake news impacts you. I'm sure we've all believed a lie or two of fake news. And if we went back and we checked things, um, that's number one. Number two is where are you getting your sources from, right? If none of your sources have a habit of telling the truth. That's, you know, number two. And number three, how, I, I actually think that fake news or just a combination of salacious titles or it kind of changes the way you think. And I start to think in that terms, like, I wonder if, you know, or she should have never. And it's like so much more dramatic and because life is much more fluid. It doesn't work that way. So I start making things dramatic that are not dramatic. I'm the only one. Forget you. <laughs> okay. The primary driving force behind whether someone will share a piece of information is not its accuracy or even its content. The main reason we share a post is because it comes from a friend or celebrity with whom 
we want to be associated with. As humans, we're often more concerned with status, popularity, and establishing a trusted friend circle than with maintaining the truth. As a result, social media spaces will inevitably be spaces where the truth is easily downgraded. Two minutes of exposure to a conspiracy theory video reduces people's pro-social attitudes, such as their willingness to help others, as well as reducing their belief in established scientific facts. Anger is the emotion that travels fastest and farthest on social media. I know. Yeah, I really realized that uh, 2020, I was on social media and I thought I was totally fine before I got on this. And now I'm angry. And after I saw a pattern, I was like, I don't want to live my life this way. Everyone's different. You could, I know some people were like, no, I only see biking. I only see jogging. I only see like organic food or business. But look, I think we're now seeing, you know, seeing that, you know, yes, you can only see that. Yes, these people can only post that. But at the end of the day, we're all people. We have beliefs. We have values. We have things. that, And so at some point, these things are going to cross over. So. As a result, those who post angry messages will inevitably have the greatest influence and social media platforms will tend to be dominated by anger. 17% each word of moral outrage added to a tweet increases the rate of retweets by 17%. That's a huge amount, by the way, because it takes 20% to give you 80% of your results. So 17% is pretty, pretty close. It takes very little effort to tip the emotional balance within social media spaces, catalyzing and accelerating further polarization. And here's what I've noticed that people start naming groups a lot on social media. Yeah, there are some things that have to be associated with a group, but they assume that it's a group that's evil as well. Like, okay, there are some groups that are not, that are clearly not, I'm not talking about those groups. I'm just saying just general people. And I found that weird with like, who, who, wait, who's in this group? And then sometimes you meet people in the group and you're like, okay, well, that person doesn't act like that entire group. So it starts to uh, really affect the way you see information. And for me, it affects the way I see the person, to be honest. Analysis indicates that bots will a disproportionate influence dominating social media platforms such as Twitter. So basically, social media is a place, if you let it, where you can be controlled and addicted to that control and not having any awareness of it as well. An estimated 66% of tweeted links to popular websites are tweeted by bots, with this number climbing to 89% for popular news sites. In addition, bots overwhelmed human users. In this study, 500 bots were responsible for 22% of the tweets compared to the top 500 human users who only accounted for 6% of the tweets. As a result, those who create bots can manipulate and artificially tilt the balance of shared social spaces. So 22% of all tweets, 22% will give you more than 80% of your results. 22%. When you think about that, that's a huge yield. Twitter now plays a key role in how journalists find news. According to a recent survey, many journalists see tweets as equally newsworthy worthy compared to a headline from an associated press. As a result, the neutrality of the press can be easily undermined. On the other hand, professional journalists can be manipulated by bots and bad faith actors. And on the other hand, the chance of radical content, conspiracies, and other types of disinformation occurring in professional news articles are extremely high. Okay, so I definitely, there's a little bit more to read. I'm not going to read it. I feel like we kind of gotten an idea 
Oh my gosh, it's 22 minutes. I've been reading for quite a long time. Okay, so I feel like we've gotten an idea of fake news, why it affects us, how we interact with it. But I still think the undertone I sense from people is why should they care? And I think the first part is, I think about my future self. Where, where do I want to end up? And what impact am I going to have on that? And all the people I'm going to interact with all those times, my kids, my husband, all these people. And I think about that. And I think about what relationship do I want to have with truth? Because a lie can deceive. If I want to end up at a certain place, a lie, if I believe a lie, it will deceive me. And it will even trick me into thinking I'm going to end up a place that I won't actually end up at all. So I think you have to figure out why you should care. And if you don't know, really think of a good why that's going to motivate you to care. And once you figure out why you should care, what's one thing you can change? Like let's say you touch your social media as soon as you wake up at 6 a.m. Just maybe don't touch it for an hour. Okay, so now you get seven hours back a week. That's a lot of hours, 30 hours a month. That's a lot of time. You know, 365 hours a year and 10 years, that's 3,600 hours, 3,650 hours. I think that's valuable. You never get time back. And during that time, think about why you didn't want to touch it, why you're proud of that. And really think about that and make a connection and think about how this could impact your future, your day. Because it really is. I think this is a very simple, simple, subtle way that we can interact, interact, interact. Yeah, we can interact people. Yeah, yeah, no? Okay. All right, so think about why and connect yourself to a deep why. Otherwise, it's just like me saying blah, 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 cool. And nothing will happen, but we have to understand why. Why do we want to be manipulated? Why would we let someone else control us and think for us and change how we see the world how we see people cause us to be more angry in our lives to be heated and have rage for no reason or for a good reason but it's very little that you can get done for a long-term kind of rage it would eventually take over you you can have control over anger for a bit and after a while it will if you let it grow it's gonna take over you if you feed it you it, it it's just how it works and if a lie you believe it 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 I mean, honestly, it will continue to run your life and you will fight for it. You will protect it and it doesn't care about you. And guess what? The lie could have just been formed by a bot, like something that doesn't even have an existence. I know someone controls it, but it's not actually, it's not actually like a person. It doesn't actually have a soul. Like That's what's crazy. Okay. That is all. If you want to share your views with me about social media, conspiracy theories, fake news, your interactions, you can go to the Mindless Week podcast slash anchor. Whoops. You can go to anchor.fm slash the Mindless Week podcast. I'm leaving that in there because we all make mistakes and we have to just get over them. Like get over it. All right. That is all. All right. That's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to. Come on, for real, seriously. 
We gotta go do something productive. No, like, for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening.